Welcome to the 168 Podcast, bringing you the best in fitness, health, and all things in between with your host, Parissa. Hi guys, it's Parissa from 168 and I'm here at Kingsgrove with Mark and Dan. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Hi everybody. We are, we're really excited to have you guys on board and I'm keen to get stuck into some conversation about some work you guys have been doing with your project What Out. Um, and uh, we've just had a bit of a chat and We've been like going on and on and I'm like, okay, now, now let's start because we should start recording we can, this. We can start recording <laughs> this because it's actually a really good conversation. Um, so for our listeners, first of all, can I get you guys to introduce yourselves? Tell us who you are, what you do. Sure. Mark? I'll start. My name is Mark. Uh, originally South African, um, moved to London when I was about 24. Um, that's where I discovered CrossFit. Yeah. Met Dan in the process. And moved to Australia about five years ago. What do you do? Oh, and for a living, I work in marketing. Um, so for the last 15 years or so, I worked for property developers yeah. in marketing. Um, but more recently, starting to branch out and have a side hustle helping health, fitness and wellness companies with their marketing. And we've just had some experience working with you, fantastic experience working with you. Yes. With Alexandria location. Yeah, amazing. Like I was so stoked to be able to work with 168 Alexandria um, for a big New Year's uh, month push um, to try and recruit some new members. Yeah. And it was, I saw some really amazing success in the first couple of weeks of January. I'm um, just running a Facebook ad campaign. And, um, they were just inundated with the free trials that were booked out of, out of that, uh, campaign, um, and got about 50 new members in the process. Kind of did all right, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just slightly. Just, just a little bit. Just a I little think, bit. I think, didn't you have to pause it at one point because there was too many people coming through the door? Yeah, I think, uh, we were all just so, um, overwhelmed with the, the response that I don't think 168 was prepared for the onboarding of all those tr- free trials. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a good problem put, to have. Yeah. So it's a great campaign problem. and pause for a bit just to facilitate facilitate all those free trials and then onboard the new members. Yeah. No, it went really, really well. Fantastic. Dan? And yeah, I'm Dan. I'm originally from South London in the UK. Um, I found CrossFit probably about, it's got to be 12 years ago now. Um, You're an OG. I'm an OG. Yeah. I've been a CrossFit coach now for about eight years, certified CrossFit coach for about eight years. Uh, did my level one in Reykjavik with, um, Annie Forrestodder's gym. Did you? Met James Hobart. It was a wild experience, wow. especially being in Iceland is a bit of a, an amazing space to be in. Um, I'd never been there before and it's just, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place to be. Um, so did that and then I went on to do my level two. Uh, was a coach in London for a number of years, run an affiliate and then moved out to Australia nearly six years ago now. Six years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just got my email for citizenship. Woo. Congratulations. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Um, my daytime job is I'm a coach. Yeah. I coach um, a number of – I coach at two different places now. Yes. Um, starting out with 168 next week. Woo-hoo. Woo. <laughs> Find me at the CBD at 6 a.m. on a Wednesday and Friday. Off you go. And then Alexandria uh, doing the noon class. So Lovely. looking forward to kicking it off for you guys. Very excited. Yeah, very excited. And we were chatting before possibly with some yoga stuff. Possibly. So we might have to – we'll have a chat about we'll a that ch- as yeah, well. Yeah, we'll have a chat about that as well, yeah. <laughs> That's um, exciting. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so looking forward to getting that kicked off and then 
I guess really what that leads into is the 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 start of what out really, which is what we're here to it's exactly what we're here for to talk about. So, what is what out? Tell us what it is. Tell us how it started um, and how it went. I want to know how it went from an idea to reality because you guys are running events now, weekly events, monthly events, big. Yeah. You've, big you've events. got big events. You've big got- events. We've got smaller events. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a wild journey. I mean, we moved to Australia. I moved six years ago. You moved five years ago, so we had a little bit of time apart. Um, but we came together here in Australia, and um, I think we actually came up with the idea on the same holiday in Bali that I proposed to you. Um, really? And yeah, so it was a bit. Of, it was a really eventful holiday. I um, proposed to Mark that same holiday, but. We were in Bali and I think it, we'd been really struggling to kind of meet other like-minded individuals from within the queer community. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously CrossFit has its own community, yeah. but it was, we just were struggling to find other people within, within our own little community. And, sure. you know, it was racking our brains. What do we do? What do we do? We, we're not really into the clubs and partying and all of that kind of stuff. So it was just proving pretty difficult. And so we, it was like, what do we love? Like, what's the one thing that we absolutely love? And that was CrossFit, right? Yeah. That's, um, that's how we met really and formed our relationship. And so we was like, cool, let's, let's create an event that offers a safe, inclusive, diverse space for members of the LGBT plus community to come together yeah. and throw down and meet other like-minded people that they would never usually meet on dating apps, clubs and everything else. Yeah. And that's kind of how. Yeah, the journey started, yeah. I guess for me, it stems a bit further back than that, really. Um, living in London as a young gay man, um, in the dating age, the dating app age, um, just becomes a bit toxic, really, to be on the dating apps all the time and trying to meet people that way. Yeah. Um, and if not there, you go into the clubs or the bars and, um, it just becomes a bit of a rabbit hole yes. and a destructive cycle for some. Uh, for me, certainly it did. Okay. Uh, so I was really grateful um, having met Dan, who was a CrossFit coach at the time. He got me into in, into CrossFit in the first place. Um, I'd heard about it years before that, but I was just so intimidated by this very masculine, testosterone-driven environment yeah. Yeah. Um, that felt quite intimidating for me. And even though at the time I was a personal trainer, I oh, still wow. had this perception that it wasn't the, the right place for me. Yeah. Um, so I put it off for a number of years and then, you know, I met Dan. He showed me some of the ropes, showed me, you know, some of the skills, showed me that I can do it. Yeah. Um, and that gave me the confidence to go ahead and do my fundamentals in CrossFit and eventually join up at a, at a gym. Yeah. Um, and really that introduced me to this whole new community of people who – you know, have a reason to wake up on a Saturday morning to get out and do some exercise and take better care of their health and general well-being rather than just being out in the clubs and yeah. and doing that. So um, that's where I think the inspiration came from as well, like knowing how difficult it is for gay people sometimes to meet people outside of the traditional um, environment. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to create What Out as an alternate way for people to meet. Yep. new people yep. um, and establish, you know, long-lasting, healthy relationships. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And tell us what was your first event? What was it like? What oh, did, my God. How did it happen? It was you so look- nerve-wracking. Was it- <laughs> like, we just went 
in feet first and yeah. was just like, let's just do it, right? Let's not overthink it and let's just put something together and do it. And I was working for CrossFit Play at the time with Khan. Yeah. And um Khan's always been a real avid supporter for, for myself and yeah. um we both have had in-depth conversations around mental health and the importance around community-based fitness and how it's helped both of us. And he, he speaks quite openly about his own journey within mental health. So I'm sure he won't mind me talking about it, but, um, came back and kind of pitched that idea to him that we want to do this event. And, you know, with, with the importance of mental health from, from both of our side with, with Mark really seeing my struggles with it and um, my own personal battles with it, it was really important that we created an event that was not only just a really fucking badass event that people could come to and feel safe and included, but yeah. we could give something back to the charities that directly impact our communities. And so yeah. we decided that that's what it would be. It would be this fitness event that we'd put together. We'd yeah. raise money. We'd get sponsors. It'd be really good party fun. And then we'd be able to give something back. Yeah. Um, so we set up the first event. We got some sponsors. I think it was Aqualove, Grumpy Donuts came on board. Like it, oh, wow. I was so surprised at how easy it was when we told people what the idea was yeah. that they wanted to be a part of it. They and they just wanted it. to get behind it because of the cause. Had you done, sorry to jump in, had either of you guys done anything in, in events before or... or? Oh, yeah, back in my early in my early twenties, I worked for an event management company, so okay. I had some experience about events. Yeah, um, yeah. Although unrelated, it was for pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Um, so I guess I I was happy to take on the reins of much of the event planning yeah. and with Dan's coaching experience and um, charisma. Yeah. Uh, and cheeky <laughs> cheeky, cheeky chap attitude. Um, I think it was a winning formula. Yeah. In saying that, we didn't sell any tickets to the first event. It was like pay on arrival. Yeah, well, we didn't Stupid. have a, we didn't even have a database of people <laughs> that we could email, or I think even social media. We had no presence. No. Um, I remember Khan very kindly put out a a post for us. He yeah. did a bit of a, a dancing Donna Summers dance number with a weightlifting um, thing involved, yeah. and that just went viral. And yes, luckily, I remember saying it. That yeah. was the one that attracted most of the people to our first event, and um, you know we rocked up that morning. Morning, uh, with about 10 minutes to go before the event was due to start and nobody was there. We were wondering like, how is this all going to turn out? Like tumbleweed oh going through the gym. I was like, oh my God, this is going to fall flat on its face. <gasps> this is a disaster. We've got sponsors here. We've got all of this stuff all going on. All the food on. donated, oh. waiting to be eaten. Oh no. And then literally five minutes before we had, I think it's like 80 to 100 people descend onto the gym. And I'm talking people from Melbourne, Perth, like what? people Brisbane, travel, Canberra, Brisbane, Canberra. And I shit my pants, excuse my language. Like <laughs> it was like, oh my God, there's so many people in this room now. And I was meant to give like a talk beforehand. And I got up and my legs, I could remember my legs shaking in my shorts. Cause yeah. I'd never done anything like that before. Yeah. So I and was you like, probably didn't expect. Hi everyone. This is Khan. <laughs> Handing over now. <laughs> and Carl was like, you just threw me under the bus. <laughs> and went through with it and did the intro and the talk and literally saved saved me on my first ever um, public speaking. But then I dedicated myself to being like, okay, cool. I need to get this shit on lockdown so yeah. I can do it going forwards. Mm. But I think at that event, it dawned on us that um, the gay and lesbian community were – crying out for an opportunity to meet other gay and lesbian people who do CrossFit because we're talking like five years ago when we first did our first event and 
even back then, I feel like it was perceived as quite a masculine sport. Yes. Um, so that, you know, you may have found like one or two gay people in a CrossFit box. Um, and so it was another reason why we thought, okay, well, we should continue this because it's an opportunity to bring all the gay and lesbian people who do CrossFit together yeah. um, and hang out, do a throwdown and, and meet each other. And, um, and so it's going from there. Coincidentally, in, in running in line with the gay marriage vote in Australia at the time as well, yeah. Um, yeah. which was a very stressful time for the members of the LGBT community. Yeah. Um, I think it's amazing that it got pushed, pushed across, but I think it also did a lot more harm than good in the way that it was put together. Okay. And it just gave a platform for lots of hate to be preached across media channels. And yeah. I think it was, um, I think it was great to be able to host that event and bring people together and make them feel safe in that time of need yeah. as well. And it was never intended to, to run it and coincide it with that. It just happened to be at the same time. And it was really nice just to bring people together and be able to have that, yeah. that safe place to talk about that stuff and talk about CrossFit and talk about everything else. Yeah. And I think from there, we kind of after that event being such a success and let's not get it twisted. It was a shambles. It was our first <laughs> event, right? It was all over the shop. <laughs> like, but that's what there was people everywhere. There was kettlebells flying through the air. It was like self health and safety would have had a field day. <laughs> like it was pre COVID. It was pre COVID. Yeah. But, um, I think that's when we was like, okay, this is something that the members of our community really want. And, we want to be able to keep doing this. And so we decided that we was going to do quarterly events to raise money for charities yeah. that impact our communities. And we've made some lasting friendships with it. And we've met some people that we would never, never have met had it have not been for these events. It's been awesome. Yeah. And how has it evolved from that first event? And, and, you know, you guys have said it, that's when it sort of dawned on you that this is something that the community was craving. Mm. Um, from that very first event to where you guys are now, um, the events that you're running now, we were just talking before the, the event we've got coming up at, um, once a sex CBD that sold out within 48 hours, less than 48 hours. Less than 48 hours. That's huge. It's amazing. That is incredible. It is. I, I was, I was nervous that, um, you know, COVID's changed a lot for a lot of people and, um, it dismantled the what out team for a little while. People went onto different jobs and went to different locations around Australia just because everything was locked down and no one was doing anything. And yeah. Mark was like, no, we need to push forward. You know, he's been the driving force of this, this next event. I, I took a step back last year after COVID because of my own mental health battles. And, you know, I'd run myself into the ground the year previous to that, trying to do too much. And mm -hmm. so Mark stepped up, thank God. And, um, really took the reins and was like, no, we need to do this for the community. Like they're, they're gagging for it. We yeah. need to put something out. And, yeah. um, he's put it together and I've literally had nothing to do with this event really, apart from coaching on the day. And, um, he put it up for sale and within 48 hours, the tickets were gone, gone and I was blown away. That's yeah. incredible. I think coming back to your question about how it's evolved, I think essentially, the ethos around what we do has remained the same. We've already tried to maintain the spirit of that first one across all the events that we've done since. Um, only we've, you know, introduced, um, some protocols to structure it a little bit better. So it's now a ticketed event so that we can control the numbers that are right, that uh, turn up. Um, and 
we get the involvement of the host um, facility. So it's not always CrossFit. We do try and travel around to different CrossFit boxes in, in and around Sydney, but we have gone to uh, other functional training gyms and things like F45 also. Yeah. Um, and the intention is really just to expose our members to various types of fitness activities Um, we've even been running volleyball sessions on a Sunday over the holidays over the uh, summer summer period and um, yeah so the way it's involved is uh, yeah we have more structure so you know when we're approaching sponsors they can see what we've done in the past and it's a lot lot easier to get their buy-in into the um, events that we now organizing it's a it's a it's a big thing to take on and I think Mark has really kind of felt the uh the brunt of the organization that it takes to actually put one of these events together. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes in terms of collaborating with a gym, getting sponsors, social media, mm-hmm. advertise. Like there's a lot of work that goes into it. So I think, um, how it's evolved is that we now have a team of people that help us, wow. you know, and we could not do it without those individuals that help us. And that those individuals go to the relationships that we make with the gyms, to the relationships we go with the sponsors. Like this wouldn't be what it is without having the the willingness of the people that are around us to help. Um, And so we're really grateful for that. We going back a couple of years, we were doing the events and we raised, I think one year we raised about $8,000 for charity. And one of the things that we wanted to do was be really transparent about where those funds were going. And we reached out to a couple of the charities. Some of them got back to us, but a few didn't to let us know where that money had gone. So we was like, cool. This was pre-COVID. Yeah. What can we do? How can we control this a little bit better? Okay. And so we decided to register officially as a non-for-profit within Australia. Wow. Which was a huge process um, that we went through. Finally got it over the line. Um, Vanessa, one of the girls that's on our team, was collaborating with other charities to start programs that use fitness to help disadvantaged youth within yeah. the LGBT community. Um, everything was running along smoothly and then bam, COVID, COVID came happened, and yeah. just imploded everything. Like it just, everything just went on hold. And yeah. we tried our best to keep communicating with these charities, but everyone was just like, look, we don't know what's going on, yeah. you know, and given the, who knows what the future holds, where we're going to be in six months. I mean, you look at the UK, you look at America, we're extremely lucky to be in the position that we're in right now around the world. But there's still this level of uncertainty. 100%, yeah. The board of directors that we had, which is a legal requirement, got dismembered um, because of COVID and people going away, going home, all of that kind of stuff. So we've gone back now to our grassroots, Mm -hmm. which is a sporting community that puts on events and raises money for charities that directly impact our community. It just relieves a little bit of stress from us because as a registered charity, there's so many loopholes, not loopholes, there's so many rings that you have to jump through and so much that has to be done outside of just putting these events on. So we just thought it would be easier to just go back to our grassroots, which is a sporting community. We've still got the registration when COVID's all cleared up. We can look back at setting up those programs and, you know, having gyms that become affiliates where we can run programs through and, and that's the big goal, you know, like we'll we'll see what happens. And that's as this, you know, as COVID hopefully settles and and things start to go back to a, whether it's a new normal or the old, I think it'll be a new normal now, but, yeah, of course. um, you know, once everything starts to get back on track, then is that the, is that the, 
Yeah, the, the big audacious hairy goal is to, you know, one day have a space that can be home to these events and be home to running these programs to to help people in our community that are struggling with mental health or youth that have been kicked out because their parents don't like the fact they're gay or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We want to, I've got my own experience with coming out as a gay man and the struggles that are behind that and, you know, even to a couple of years ago I struggled with my own sexuality because I carried this shame for so long and so it's really important that we create this space where people can just come and express themselves freely and be themselves without fear of judgment or ridicule and yeah. you know that's what we try and foster within these events you know if you want to wear a pair of high heels and come and do war balls go for it I wouldn't advise it but <laughs> like, it's a good looking it, squat it's but... a good looking squat and you've got some talent but you know it's just yeah we want people to be able to come and, and express themselves freely yeah. and, and feel safe doing and that. feel safe doing it yeah. yeah it's really important yeah I think we, what we realise is um the benefit that exercise has on your mental well-being mm-hmm. um and just coming back to our community uh committee of um you know volunteers who actually help us run what out we all have our backstory mm-hmm. um and they all are linked somehow to how fitness has saved us in a way yeah um so that's what drives us to build what we've built with what out and um what motivates us with every new uh, event that we put on is that we know that what we're trying to do is attract people who might not have the confidence to just join CrossFit yet, but it's an opportunity for them to come and experience what it might be like yeah. um, and grow their confidence and show them that they are capable of, you know, attempting a handstand or lifting a heavy weight. Yeah. Um, and so the benefit of that internally for their mental health, um, I think, uh, is is a big inspiration for us. 100%. Mm. And I think, and we were chatting about this earlier before COVID, you know, we've, we've all discovered CrossFit and, and fitness and it's, and, you know, it's impacted each of us in a certain way and changed our lives in a certain way. And, um, we see members walk through the door with all sorts of, you know, mental health or abusive relationships or, or whatever it might be that come in and this is their hour where they can come together within that community mm. um and they same like you know you make lifelong friendships and you're, you're meeting people that maybe you would never have met before um and creating these relationships and these friendships and i think it's changed so many lives COVID happens and that sense of community and it may not necessarily be a gym it might be you know it might be your workplace that's your community it might be whatever it is has been ripped apart and taken from so many people how important do you think it is now more than ever that people have that sense of belonging, particularly when it comes to mental health? Cause it's such a struggle for so many people and it goes unnoticed and it goes untalked. Like people don't talk still in this day and age. I think I people don't talk about it. It's, um, it's something that I'm hugely passionate about because of my own journey into to CrossFit and, the one thing I'll say to anyone that's thinking or on the fence about doing CrossFit is when you walk through that door, if you find a good affiliate, mm-hmm. it's a level playing field, man. Like no one's there to judge you. Everyone's there to help and guide you in what you think is capable, not what you don't think is capable. And for mm-hmm. me, I get goosebumps now talking about it. I've, got, I'm talking I've about found it. CrossFit myself off the back of 
some severe mental health and addiction problems and I walked into CrossFit and there was no judgment about where I had come from and I was pretty open about what was going on in my life mm-hmm. and the overwhelming sense of compassion and love that I got from the first box that I walked into still to this day rocks me like mm-hmm. and and that's why it's been such an important part of wanting to create that to give it back you know and um I still struggle with my mental health and COVID for me um, couldn't have happened at a better time. And that sounds really bad, but I had, I was helping build a new gym. I was helping, I was training as an athlete. I was working at another gym. I was running a non-for-profit organization and I was doing so much give, 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 give that I forgot to take time out for myself and completely burnt myself out and went off the rails and ended up using drugs and alcohol again and got to the point where in February 2020, I tried to take my own life and um, COVID came shortly after that and it was an opportunity for me to just say, okay, this, like that, get into that point and this is referring to the point of not speaking out. I allowed myself to get to that point and I didn't even reach out to my husband. I couldn't reach out to anyone because I was ashamed of what I was feeling mm. and how I was feeling and that I should be able to cope and I should be able to push through because I'm a man, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, and that really rocked me and it knocked my confidence as a human being. It knocked my confidence as a coach um, and it took me a good six months to recover from that internally. And I left fitness completely. Um, I have some great friends that had just opened a cafe and I went to go and work for them and literally no pressure. Just come in, make coffee. If you can't work, let us know if you can. Yeah. Great. And it was, I was lucky enough to be surrounded with a community of people that were just willing to help. And so I think coming out of COVID and knowing how that's impacted people's mental health um, and how it's been such a struggle for people, it's really important to remember to reach out to those that are near and dear and those that aren't near and dear. And I think that's what we're trying to create through What Out is that community of you're safe, yeah. you know, and you've got a community of people. You've just got to come and be willing to be open and be a part of it. Yeah. And I think it's so, so, so very important that we continue to these events coming out of COVID and, mm. and beyond and into the future. Um, there's a lot of work we want to do within the mental health space. I'm an ideas man, so I've got a gazillion things that I want to do, um, which I won't reel off today. But, you know, we we are definitely looking to grow as an organisation and looking to impact the mental health community and the CrossFit community in, in a million ways. Yeah. Um, it's endless what we want to achieve. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I'm, um, gonna, I'm getting emotional in my head. I'm like, this isn't professional. You're doing a podcast, but it's like, yeah, it's raw. It's, it's very real. raw. Like it's this guy's a savior. Like Jesus, if I was on the other foot and I put he put me through what I put him through over the last year, I don't know what I would do. You know, he this guy. Anyone that doesn't know Mark or anyone that does know Mark knows how much of a, a bright light he is. Um, and, you know, we, we come to some big bumps in the road throughout the last year and he's always been there to support me and give me my space. And I guess for him, it's been an eye opener into mental health. 
and what it actually means. And maybe you can shed some light on your experience, not really understanding it and then living firsthand with someone that struggles. Mm. Well, if I can ask you, were you aware of the impact you were having and in terms of like, you know, you were being Dan's rock, did you realise to what extent that was and not knowing where Dan was, you know, you've just mentioned you didn't say, you didn't bring Mm. anything up and you didn't reach out and that must have been so hard for both of you. If you if you yeah. want to share, I mean, you yeah. don't have to. But. I guess um, since we met, really, understood, Dan was very open and honest about um, where he was coming from in terms of his upbringing. Yeah. Um, I, we, had, we had very different upbringings. Like I was from a very middle-class family, well-educated, um, you know, middle uh, living in the suburbs. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Just no, no care in the world, really. Yeah. Um, and then having heard Dan's story yeah. about, um, you know, being abused as a child and living, growing up in orphanages and being in the system in the UK, it just sounded horrendous. It's nothing that I don't think any of us can really comprehend if you've never actually been through it. But, um, you know, with Dan sharing his story and opening up to me, I can really try and relate to it. And I, I've learned that all I can do is just be there for him and listen. Yeah. Um, and, I guess he's been a huge inspiration for me um, in the times when I might be struggling with something in life. Um, his story and the way that he approaches life uh, with such ambition and commitment, um, that's really inspirational for me. Um, and yeah, I guess when last year when um, he was hitting rock bottom, I, I wasn't aware at all. He he sort of had covered it up, and like you said, he must have felt that he didn't want to burden me with what was he was going through at the time. Um, and it was hard for me to accept that he couldn't open up and talk to me about that. Mm. Um, I think since then we've spoken, and he's grown a lot, and I hope he realizes that you know he can speak to me about anything and we can get through it together. Um, And that comes from the trust that we built coming out of that. I think, you know, for, for any partners, mums, dads, anyone that has someone that's struggling in their life that won't open up, it's not personal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just really fucking hard because sometimes when it's that bad, there is no words to describe. There are no thoughts. It's just, and I've explained it to Mark before, when my mental health is really bad, it's like there's a whirlwind and humming sound in my head that just won't stop. It's like, mm, it creates insomnia. I don't sleep and it's just a downward spiral from there. And I just want to close myself away and not talk to anyone because that's the only way that I can deal with it. Because yeah. if I try and talk about it, you just get angry and you just get outraged and it's just that's not helpful for anyone yeah and i think you know the the biggest thing that mark's learned and we've learned together is to just let me be in my space and now that he after what happened in february and he's learned from that situation and and understands more about what I need, mm-hmm. it creates a level of trust between us where I can open up and I can say, Hey dude, 
I just need you to back off for a minute. It's yeah. not personal. Or, hey, dude, can you fuck off for the day? I just need to be left by myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not a personal attack anymore. No. Um, so I think that's the biggest learning curve that's come out of all of this. Um, obviously, I wish it hadn't have got to where it did. And, you know, I'll do everything in my power to not let it get back to that place again. And, and since it has been there, I, I have realize the importance of opening up and speaking about it and sharing my story in a hope that it will inspire, motivate, educate someone who is struggling to reach out, whether it's a friend, a family member, it's sometimes not easy to do spouse and maybe that shouldn't be the first person you speak to, you know, but find someone. And so Dan, let me ask you, is it sometimes easier or does it sometimes feel easier to go to someone that you don't know? Um, you know, would it, is there that fear of judgment or being a burden if there's someone or a community, for example, with what out, you know, having that space, you can go to someone within that community where maybe the the relationship isn't as close and isn't as tight knit. Yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's about finding a community of people that are aware of the mental health space. Do you know what I mean? They don't have to be struggling themselves, but they, they're just aware of what it, what it takes to be a supporter, you know, and um, the biggest thing that I would tell anyone that wants to be a supporter is that you've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. And when someone comes to you around mental health, you don't have to have an answer. You know, and that was one thing I used to say to Mark all the time. It's like, stop trying to fix the situation because you can't. Yeah. It's about just listening. Yeah. listening and hearing if there is anything extreme going on and then there's professional services out there in Australia like Lifeline and places like that where you can direct these people to but sometimes you don't want to call those numbers mm-hmm. sometimes you just want to go and chew someone's ear off and have them listen and have a hug and a cry and let mm-hmm. it all out you know yeah. and that's find find that whether that is what out as a community and you find someone in that community or whether that is your crossfit box and you speak to the head coach or the owner and say hey i'm really fucking struggling like um find that one person or that group of people that you can sit and be open and honest and raw with yeah and it's refreshing yeah yeah and sometimes it's just as simple as coming along to one of our meetups or events and just being surrounded by happy vibes really yeah. just a welcoming community of people uh we get this feedback a lot from people it's just that the the feeling that they get when they come to our events is that welcoming friendly feeling yeah um so we do all that we can to foster that kind of environment yeah at our events. every event we do we have a number of people sliding into our dms hey thank you so much i needed that yeah so good to hang out with these people you've got a great community and that for us is the best yeah like if i can impact we can impact one person from yeah. one event that's an event that's well it. done yeah do you know what i mean and so that's and that's have, what we strive to do and you, you you don't realize that you know the timing of one event could be life-changing for one person 100 percent. like as simple as just one person turning up to a volleyball game yeah and you know, that, that to someone everything. else, it's just a volleyball game yeah. for that one person. That could be life changing. That's yeah. right. And like for Dan and I, we've, we've found time and time again that fitness is our happy place. Mm. It's something that we can share together, but we also know that it, um, brings us out of any struggle that we may be facing. Um, and we just love to know that we can offer that to others who might be experiencing the same. Yeah. 
I love that. So on that note, I guess where can people find you guys on socials? Uh, so Instagram, we are wad underscore out. So what out? Um, Mark, your Instagram is movement Mark. Yeah. And mine is the Dan Megson. Um, so if there is anyone struggling out there or wants to find out information, you can either slide into the what out DMs and Mark's usually running that stuff or you can reach out to us per- personally. Um, as I said, I'll be coaching at um, CBD and yes. uh, Alexandria 168. So you'll also find me there if you want to come to a class. Fantastic. Um, I and guess you guys are on Facebook. We're on Facebook. We've got a group on Facebook as well. So it's just Team What Out yep. as the group, um, which you can click to, to be a part of. So we'd love to get people, more and more people in there. And I guess the future of what we want to do in terms of What Out is that we're branching into more health and wellness events. So it's not just going to be CrossFit. Yeah. We're going to do our big charity events, which will be predominantly hosted within CrossFit affiliates just because you guys have the space for yes. 80 to 100 people. Yes. <laughs> Other gyms don't. And also because of what the CrossFit community offers, you know, and you don't, there is no other community like a CrossFit community. And as cheesy as that sounds, it's so true. It's, you'd know, you run an affiliate. Yeah. Like the, I'm sure you've got people in here whose lives have been dramatically changed just from turning up every single day yeah. and doing a wad. Yeah. You know, and so we're going to continue doing that, but we want to move more into the wellness space as well and collaborate with other wellness companies and do meditation, breath work. Cause for me, that's been a huge life changer and yoga as well. Yeah. Yoga. Yeah. Which yeah. And then good. outside of that, we also, um, ramping up the social side of things. So right. through our Facebook page and our Facebook group, um, it's an opportunity for our members to connect with each other and just have more casual impromptu social meetups yeah uh whether it be going for a hike or a coastal run or a picnic in the park uh, maybe grabbing a movie or something um so we have a very active uh social community on facebook also amazing that's fantastic guys thank you so much no worries um, thank you can't thank you enough for your time um it was so good to speak to you both and that i mean that really that went so much further than I expected, but I loved it. And I think it's conversations that need to be had. Um, and if anyone that's listening, you know, is struggling at the moment, please, you know, do reach out to your, your family members, friends, you know, community yeah. to you guys. hundred percent. We'll, we'll put all your, um, you know, socials on our, on the, on the podcast yeah. once it's published, but Thank yeah. you so much for having us on. It's You're it's great to, to have a platform to come and speak about what it is that we do because I think it's a it's a good eye opener for people and you have a beautiful space here as well. So Thank anyone in so the Kingsgrove much. area, get, Thank in, you. get your yeah. butts down here and have a throw down. Come say hi. Come and say hi. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. And from Absolutely. from me um, as a CrossFit 168 member, just wanted to say thank you for everything that you guys do for us also. Oh, you're welcome. We, I mean, look, same as you guys, we've, we've all experienced the change that it's brought us having a community. So, we, you know, we just try and pass that on. Get amongst it. 100%. Yeah. Thank you and enjoy your Sunday. No worries. Thanks. Thanks Bye. 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 Thanks so much for joining us on the 168 Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and follow us at 168 Podcast on socials. We'll see you next time.